0: What is the secret to selling? How do you sell more of your product so that you can ultimately increase your income and hopefully fund your lifestyle? Is there some secret formula to selling that some people understand that other people don't? Is it a personality trait? Some people are just born for sales and the rest of us are just out of luck. Well, today I want to break down the secret to selling and show you how you can sell anything to anyone. This is not mumbo jumbo. This is not manipulation. It's some basic human psychology and understanding what makes a business tick. And take it from me, a guy who used to hate selling and wasn't any good at it, who now sells for a living. So let me take you behind the curtain and show you my process for how to sell anything to anyone. I think this will encourage you. Let's discuss. Uh -uh. Welcome to episode 141 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Honored to spend part of my day with you. I hope you are enjoying the new year. I hope you have been kicking some butt in the new year. Are you a New Year's resolution type person? If you aren't, what's wrong with you? What kind of grump lump are you, man? Come on, this is the one time a year you can change your life and everyone's on board supporting you because we're all trying to change our own lives. So jump into the river of momentum where we're all high on life change. And let me give you something to help you change your business. We are in the middle-ish of my five-day six-figures challenge. We started yesterday, January 10th. Today is day two. Depending on when you're catching this episode, we might have already gone live or not. There are still three more days. We're going all week long till Friday. This is a free, brand-new challenge to help you either double your income or reach six figures in your business this year in 2022. So I'm going live every day this week. I've got new stuff to teach you. Powerful concepts that you can implement right away. And there's live Q&A at the end of each session as well. Homework for you so that you can take action. This is not just me talking or just answering questions. There is accountability baked in and an amazing group of people who have already been joining us live. It's been insane. So uh, I'll put some of the uh, comments on the screen here so you can see what people are saying about the challenge so far, but it's been incredible. I want you to join us, it's absolutely free. Even if you only catch the last few days live, you'll still get access to the previous days as a replay, but only if you register and sign up and only before I take all the videos down. I'll give you a couple of days to catch up on videos as well. But it's all free and all the details are at grahamcochran.com slash challenge. My goal in doing this to kick off the new year for you is to bring you some of my best material to help you scale your business to $100,000 a year or more in your business this year without you having to run ads, without you having to get a bunch of new customers, or add a bunch of new products. Using your existing size audience, your existing product line, I want to show you how to scale your business to six figures or more this year. It's a five-day challenge, and it's free. Come hang out with me. Let me be your coach. Let me give you the tools you need and the accountability and join hundreds of other people who've already been taking part of this challenge so far, and let's kick off 2022 right together, okay? It's free. Please come take advantage of it. GrahamCochran.com slash challenge. And if you're catching this after the challenge is closed, hopefully I got a little something for you to sign up for you on the page that you go to, and you'll get details of when we do the challenge again. This is a one-time thing. So if it goes well and people get a lot of results out of it, we'll do it again at some date in the future. GrahamCocker.com slash challenge. Okay, let's talk about selling. Quick backstory. Did you know that my first job out of college, it was I was hoping to be a rock star. Instead, and I wrote about this in my book that's coming out in March, How to Get Paid for It, you know, pre-order it now on Amazon or wherever. Uh, my first job out of college was selling radio ads for a small town radio station. Um, There was really three stations in one, country KCY, uh, 98 Rock, and there was some pop station. There's three stations that were broadcasting out of this one Clear Channel uh, location in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where I was living at the time small town, and I would shirt and tie it up. And I, my job was real simple. Radio, in case you didn't know how this works, it's the same with TV, radio exists because of advertisers who pay to have their commercials, right? So someone's job is to be in the sales department and go find local businesses who want to give the radio station money in exchange for them being able to be to reproduce an ad for them on the radio station. And so I had to, I had to cold call I hate cold calling. Can we just say how much I hate cold calling? Do you like calling someone who doesn't want to talk to you, isn't expecting a phone call from you, and is too busy to talk to a young doofus like myself with an oversized button-up shirt and poorly chosen tie sitting in a cubicle who really wanted to be a rock star, who doesn't want to be talking to them either? No. They don't. The answer is no. They don't want to. I didn't want to. None of us wanted to have this conversation, but that was what I did. That's what I was instructed to do. It was cold call these businesses. Oh, hi, uh, Mr. Smith at Smith's Autos. I'm Graham from Clear Channel Radio, Country KCY, and United you know, Rock, and we want to help you grow your business. And we want to do that by just taking your money to record a commercial with no proof that it's going to work. <laughs> and sure, I had some stats and some data that I was supposed to spit off to them about the number of listeners and how much exposure they're going to get and how more successful previous, you know, sponsors have been or whatever you want to call them. Advertisers have been. I hated it for a couple of reasons. One, I hate talking to human beings that I don't know because I'm shy and introverted. That might surprise you, but I'm an introvert. Um, I can extrovert. Uh, but it's exhausting for me in, in some contexts. It's fun and energizing for a while in most contexts with people that I want to spend time with, but then I crash afterwards. But this kind of situation, super shy, introverted. And secondly, I didn't believe in the product. I don't know about you, but I don't believe in radio advertising. Like, I re- like, how, like how many people are driving in their car, listening to an ad and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to remember that phone number. I'm going to call that phone number right? There's, it's getting a little bit easier now where there's websites that are easier to remember, or maybe if you just hear the brand enough, maybe you'll look them up. It's just so much like maybe, you know, when these days, if you were going to run ads, wouldn't you just run Facebook ads or YouTube ads or Google, you know, like AdWords, like those are trackable. Those are targetable. You only pay when it when it works, when someone takes action. Like, <laughs> I just didn't get it. Even back then, I was like, this is dumb. I don't believe in this. So how, how many products do you think I sold? How many ad slots do you think I sold? Not very many. When I wasn't cold calling, I was having to drive around, I was told to just walk into the business. They can't hang up on you when you walk in. Like, my skin just crawls thinking about what selling was like. Now, there were some people in my sales department Who had no college degree i was a college graduate so they just came out of high school so i had more education than them and they were but they were crushing it why because they were good at sales or so i thought they were super relational they made friends with everybody in town selling became like this really easy thing because they were super relational so the setup for this episode why i'm telling you this story is a you maybe have some empathy for you if you've ever been in that position and you don't feel like you're a natural born seller. Some of you are, some of my friends are natural born salesmen and they just, they can just become friends with anybody and somehow deals get done and then they get commissions and they make good money. That was not a track for me. Although I saw the dollar signs that were possible, it wasn't working for me and I hated it. But the good news is fast forward to today. I've made more money than I ever thought possible. Uh, and I make it simply by selling. I mean, I am a salesperson. I don't have a sales team. I sell my own products, but it's so much easier right online because you have a sales page or sales video or sales email sequence doing the work for you. So you don't have, to, if you're shy and you're not good with people or you aren't good at thinking on your feet, you can craft a sales experience online. So praise the Lord, we don't have to sell in person anymore. So that's good for people like us that maybe don't feel comfortable cold calling or whatever. But still, so many of my students struggle to sell the number of copies they want. And they really are frustrated. And they think that either there's some magic formula they're missing. And there are some sales copy formulas. I call them formulas like uh, frameworks, rubrics, um, steps that I teach that are important. There's certain elements you need in your sales copy but they either think it's a formula that they're missing or they they need to really hone in on their skill and sales copy, which I'm never going to be opposed to that. It's a great skill to work on. But there's so many more foundational things that are missing that I think would lead to easier sales, more sales of whatever you're trying to sell to whoever you're trying to sell it to. And that's what I want to cover today real briefly. I want to make this so simple. I don't even want to get into sales copy hacks, or all, all the different things that we'll put on a sales page. I teach that deeper in some of my other material. I've covered a lot of that here on the podcast as well, but there's something underneath all of that. So let's start with first understanding what the word means. And I got to give so much props to Bob Berg and John David Mann, who wrote one of my favorite, all-time favorite books, The Go-Giver. Bob Berg endorsed my book, which is a miracle, super cool, super generous of him. But in The Go-Giver, Bob Berg and John David Mann explained that the word sell in English comes from an old English word, salon, which means to give, just giving you something. So the essence of selling is really the exchange. It's just giving. We hear sell and sales and we think manipulation, tactics, high pressure, hounding people, whatever. But that's because of what people have done with sales. But if we go to the root of where the word came from, it means to give. So really, selling is just giving people what they want. Selling is just giving people what they want. Ethical selling is, is nothing more than in finding out what do people want and then giving it to them in exchange for their hard-earned money. Okay, so sales should be very much more akin to a gift, less like what you think of with used car salesmen or late-night infomercials, and more like giving a gift. How good does it feel to have picked out the perfect gift for someone you love and care about, that you know the moment they open it, it's going to blow them away, and they're going to love you forever. How? Imagine that feeling. We just had Christmas. Hopefully, you gave at least one really killer gift. Sometimes it's hard to get people the right gift, but that magical moment where you got them a gift, they open it, they look at you and like, oh, man, you really know me. and I'm really going to enjoy this and use this, right? Whether it's your kid or it's your spouse or your friend or your parents if you are big into donating money to charity or your church or helping someone in need, right? How good does it feel to give money to someone that really needs it? Some of the best moments in my life, and this is not a generosity episode, but I want you to, I want you to be thinking giving when we think about selling. Some of the, the happiest moments in my life are when I've been able to fund somebody's adoption. Oh, we want to adopt this baby, but we need or $10,000, and they're trying to raise money on GoFundMe, and I'll just fund the whole thing. Or there was a family we knew that their car was falling apart, and there was no air conditioning in the car. And in Florida, you cannot live without air conditioning in your car. You will die. And so we were able to anonymously pay for them to buy a new car. Amazing. Um, I've been able to pay off people's student loans, amazing like th- this is the kind of the, the moment you do something like that where you're you're giving something that truly brings life change and joy to someone else it feels amazing for you and it feels amazing for them that's what i want you to have in mind when you think about selling because that's ultimately when you know you're on the right path to selling is when you're getting closer to that feeling where in the exchange everybody's excited about the exchange The person, you're obviously excited because you're making money, which is your goal. You're trying to have a business. We're not trying to have a hobby here. We want to have a business and to have a business, you have to make money. But then the person paying for your product or service is super excited as well because they really want what you're selling them. That's the goal. That's the goal. And there's no marketing tactics. There's no special color buy now button or sales page format that makes that magical moment. It's much simpler than that. So let's break it down really quickly. How does selling work? Have you ever heard these two words, supply and demand? I'm sure you have. Have you ever thought about them for more than three seconds? No, because that sounds like the news and we just want to move on with our lives. Supply and demand is backwards, right? It's, It's said that way, but it really should start with demand and supply. Demand is the most important word when it comes to selling. Is there a demand for what you're selling? That's the first thing you got to ask yourself. Not what sales copy formula do I need or what's the perfect headline or hook, well, although those are great questions to ask. Now you're, you're speaking my love, one of my love languages. I have a lot of love languages. Cruises, donuts, sales copy, So you're speaking those languages. I'm all, I'm all about, let's talk about sales copy. Yes, yes, yes. But back the train way up. Is there demand for what you're trying to sell? If there's demand, then your job is simply to supply that demand. If there's no demand, then it doesn't matter how much supply you'll have. No one's going to buy it. Pretty obvious, right? Have you ever wondered in your space, let's say there's a competitor, I don't like to call them competitors, um, but let's say there's someone who's doing exactly what you're doing. Have you ever noticed that they have a course similar to yours or a product similar to yours? And from what you can gather, they're selling more copies of that similar course or product than you are. Why is that? Why is that? is it their tactics? Is it their pricing? It probably has more to do with them better understanding the demand and being able to supply it. So there's two levels of demand. There's one level, which is, does anybody want this? Right? It's hard to sell a product when nobody wants it. It's hard to sell icy cold drinks in the middle of a snowstorm. There's not really much demand for that, but if it's in the middle of the summer, it's hot demand for an icy cold drink is much easier to sell. So there's the base level. Is there demand for this product? But then there's another level of demand, which is okay. I know people want this in general, but what specifically do they demand? And am I, am I positioning my product or making a product that specifically supplies that demand? So let's, break this down into three steps. And then I want to leave you with these three steps. And this is going to be sort of your homework when we wrap this episode up, is to walk through these simple three steps and see if you're in a position to sell well, because you may not be. And we might have to back the train up and reimagine even what you're selling, which is not maybe what you want to hear. It's probably more appealing for me to give you a a way to sell whatever you're selling already, like hotcakes. But the reality is is you can't sell something nobody really wants. So let's back it up. Ready? Here's the three simple steps for selling, not for sales copy, but for selling in general. So this was before the sales copy. Step number one, find out what your ideal customer really wants and needs. Do you even know who your ideal customer is? Maybe that's even question zero. Who is your ideal customer? If you've never um, taken the time to create a customer avatar document, I highly suggest it. This is very simple. It sounds more intense than it is. This is a document that you can keep on your phone or in a Google Doc or Drive or wherever that you can reference. It can be one, two, three pages, however detailed you want to get, where you sort of describe a fictional character who represents your ideal customer. Give her a name. Give her an age. Where does she live? Does she have, is she married? Does she have family? What does she do for a living? What does she, what, what keeps her up at night? What does she think about when she lays awake at night? What problems, what pains, what desires, what goals does she have? What one year, three year, five year goals does she have? What is her external problem? This is story brand, Donald Miller. What is her external problem that she needs to solve? But what is her internal problem? Like philosophical, like a, who am I inside? Like, you know, what's the internal problem? What's getting in the way of her achieving those goals or solving those problems? What has she tried in the past to solve those problems? What conversations does she have with her friends or partner or spouse or what fears does she have when she talks about these problems or desires? You're making this up in one sense, but you're also drawing from research and real interaction with real people. So you don't wanna make it up in the sense that like you're just coming up with something. It should be based in reality, but get creative and and create one person who is your ideal customer. The, the customer avatar or the ideal customer for me for the recording revolution, my first online business that I've had for 12 years now is an amalgamation of two or three of my friends college, post-college, who were all musicians, who all were interested in recording music, but didn't go to audio school. So they didn't, they knew some of the basics maybe because they'd been in a studio as a musician, but they never learned it. And they wanted to make professional sounding music for fun or for maybe their next record. Um, And they had, I I knew, I knew their age, I knew everything, I knew what they had tried, I knew what magazines they were reading. I knew websites they were visiting. I knew what lies and myths they were believing because the forums and the websites they were part of create your customer avatar. That's maybe step zero. So back to step one is, do you then know what your ideal customer or your customer avatar really demands, needs, and wants? So you might know, for example, I teach online business. So I might know big picture, my ideal customer wants to start or grow an online business. That is true. And that's great. But part of my job, and I'm not perfect at this, and I'm trying to get better at this every year, is to go deeper and better understand the real demand. For example, I have learned that most of my students don't make six figures or more in their business yet. That's $100,000 or more a year in their business. And they would like to, because that puts you at the $8,000, $9,000, $10,000 a month range from your online business, which is A great income. That that gets them to an income where they can live a life that's comfortable. They can take care of their family. They can have a little bit of extra fun. They can save a bit, maybe pay off some debt. They're not living some crazy like celebrity lifestyle, but they're living a good life. And I also know once you reach six figures, once you reach that first hundred thousand dollars a year or more, it's really actually not that hard to double that to 200,000. And then now you're living a good life. Plus you got an extra hundred K a year to start building some serious wealth. I know that from talking to people. So you've seen what am I doing? I'm right now this week. I'm doing a five day six figures challenge. The demand I've learned is not just an online business, but to reach six figures or more. I have an entire membership site called Graham's Six Figure Coaching Community. That was titled and and geared and all the content and the coaching and the community. Everything is. Tailored to helping my students reach $100,000 a year or more in their business. And then I've taken it even further. I know my my students want to work less in their business. So I'm trying to get them to the point where they're making eight to 10K a month and only working 20 hours a week or less. That's freedom. So that's even more specific. So, do you know what your ideal customer wants and needs? That's getting really clear on the demand. That's the best step you could do. And that might take you a week or two. So that's step 1, find out what your ideal customer wants and needs. That's finding out the demand. Step 2, and this is critical, and I've had to learn this like 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 everything else I've ever had to learn the slow way. Number number 2 is to create a killer offer before you create a product. What's the difference? An offer is just on paper what you're offering them. You don't have to build a product. You don't have to write anything or cra- like film anything or build a sales page or upload it into Kajabi. The offer is the map. The offer is written out on, if I, if I were to just write out on paper, hey, if you, buy, if you buy this thing, I don't even know what this thing is. Is it a course? Is it a membership? Is it a group coaching program? I actually don't even know the format yet, but if you buy this thing, it doesn't even have a name yet, this is what you're going to get. And then you map out, it's going to help you achieve this, it's gonna solve this problem, solve this problem, solve this problem, solve this problem. Oh, you're gonna have support from me. Oh, you're gonna have a commute. Like you, you map out what the demand, it's based off of the demand, what they need. So then you map out a killer offer, an offer that on paper is so good that they would be, they would be crazy to not take you up on this offer. I don't know what the price is yet. I don't know if it's a course yet or a membership. That's sort of the final touches of the offer is figuring out what it will be. But the core of the offer is what problem will it solve? And what transformation will they receive after having this offer and implementing this offer? We know it's probably gonna be a course or membership or group coaching or whatever, mastermind. But you start with the offer, which is based off the demand, which is based off of what you know about your ideal customer. Once you know you've got an offer that like, you could just mention the offer to your community. Like, hey, how interested in are you in something like this? And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't. what's the price? Like, how, when can I get it? What is it? I need that. When you've got an offer that people are like, yes, I want that, then you can go build it. But it starts with the offer. An offer, the right offer is so much more important than the right sales page copy. It's so much more important than the right email funnel. It's so much more important whether you use Kajabi or Uh, Cartra or whatever. The offer is the thing. It's the thing. So spend more time on that than you spend on writing sales copy and formatting a beautiful sales page. It's all about the offer. That's step two. And then step three is use basic sales copy strategies to reveal their demand and then the offer so that they want to buy your product. So You're using basic sales copy strategies, killer hook, the right order of addressing the pain and the desire, building curiosity, like talking about counterintuitive truths, educating while you're going through the sales copy, presenting your story of struggle and how you've come through it, how you've come up with a solution, I'm giving you the formula right now, what your product is, right? what's included, what benefits they'll get, what the price is, anchoring it to something that's more expensive so you can see it's a better deal, having a risk-free guarantee so you take on all the risk as the business owner, not them, having bonuses to sweeten the pot, future pacing, show them what their their life will look like if they choose to buy or not buy. All I I just gave you the formula right there. Basic sales copy strategies their job is not to sound markety. That's why I hate when people copy my sales page. I have people who literally copy my sales page, word for word. One guy even copied it so much that he actually had the name of my product on his sales page. He had forgot to swap out the name of my product for the name of his product. It's like, bro, you can't even steal very well, okay? I hate when people just copy because it's not going to work because it's not my it's not my language that works, it's your language and the point of your language is to strategically reveal their demand. They know inherently that there's a demand, they have a demand for something, their need. Your job is to communicate that need. Jay Abraham says it best that the brand that can best communicate to a customer their problem, best articulate their problem back to them is the brand that's gonna earn their business. So your job is to articulate, this is your pain, right? Have you ever struggled with this? You should know by now, but it's a rhetorical question. They're like, yeah. Don't you desire this? Yeah. You're stoking the flames of their demand and then you're presenting your killer offer of like, well, hey, I solved this. This is how I've solved it. And look, other people are benefiting from this solution too. And then ultimately they have to choose to buy. That's where I want to end today is you cannot make somebody buy. Don't, don't think like if you've ever watched the, I can sell this pen to anyone videos, right? What no one, none of us can do is make somebody pull out their wallet and buy it. We can't physically make them. We can't grab their wallet for them, put the card down. Ultimately you have to respect people enough to know that they're going to make their own decision. You might have the best offer in the world and it might be at a stupid price. It's undeniably a good deal and they may want it more than anything, but that doesn't mean they can afford it right now or that they should buy it right now, right? Aren't you the same way? Aren't there things that you want? You don't have to be convinced to buy, but you just aren't in a position to buy it right now. Respect that in your customer or potential customer enough to know that you're never going to get to the point where you're making them buy. So that takes a lot of the pressure off. You can't make them buy. But what you can do is make sure that you understand the demand, present a killer offer, and then in your sales copy, use basic sales copy strategy to stoke the flames of their demand, reveal their problem, reveal their desires, and then show them that you have a solution, a killer offer that perfectly solves that problem or helps them achieve that desired result. The rest is really up to them. So that's what I want you to think about when you think about selling. Giving. It's giving. A great sales pitch isn't hard because they're like, yeah, I want this. And you're like, yeah, I want to give this to you, but you got to give me money too. And a great exchange is one in which everyone's happy to make the exchange. I'm happy to spend a few hundred dollars on a nice dinner out out with my family. Why would I be happy to give away my money? Well, because I'm getting great food, great service, ambiance, a nice bottle of wine, A relaxing evening where I don't have to clean the dishes. My wife doesn't have to cook. You see what I'm saying? Like, I I don't feel like, why why do they want money for this? I get what I'm getting for my money. And the restaurant's happy to serve me because they're giving me exactly what I want and what I demand. It's a great exchange. And that's what selling is. That's how you sell anything to anyone. But the honest truth is you have to make sure that you have something that people actually want to buy. Once you do that and you'll figure this out over time and, you know, full disclosure, literally this year, I'm revisiting some of my offers. I'm going to be tweaking some of my offers to make them even juicier, even more desirable as I'm learning more about my ideal customer. So this is a never ending process. So don't beat yourself up if you don't have the perfect offer right now, but that's where I want you to focus on is focus on your customer, focus on their needs and their demands, and then create killer offers for them. You'll sell a lot more product to a lot more people and it's a lot more fun. So let me know in a comment below, if you're watching on YouTube, which of these three steps is missing for you and you want to focus on the most. Leave me a comment below. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, write it down and then take action on one of those three steps this week. And one more piece of accountability for you. There's still time to join my five-day six-figures challenge. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash challenge. Sign up there. Even if you've missed the first couple of days because we're in day two right now, you can still catch those replays for a few more days as I leave them up. I'm trying to help you get to six figures or double your income this year. Live teaching, live Q&A, homework, all of that community, accountability. I'm here for you. I want to coach you and kick off 2022 right. So sign up. It's free. Come hang out with me. Grahamcochran.com slash challenge. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. I hope to see you in the challenge for the rest of this week. And we'll talk to you soon.